This episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood is brought to you in part by the generosity of our supporters on Patreon. To unlock an exclusive selection of perks, including early access to our content and your name in the credits of future videos, please visit patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda. You probably already know that life is checkered by a series of relative calm periods, moments of tranquility, of relaxation, but it's marked with some moments of chaos, difficulties, and challenges. Now, ideally, you've grown up in a situation or a life that has formed a solid foundation upon which you can build the rest of your life. But we're not all fortunate to have that strong foundation that can help us withstand the storm. Now, a challenging situation could present itself as a medical diagnosis, a death in the family, perhaps a sudden financial burden or financial challenge. And however we've built our life from the beginning, it's what's going to dictate how we will respond to that amount of chaos in our life. Now, as I mentioned, life being peppered with good and bad and moments of peace and moments of challenges, it is important that we try our very best to recognize that in the eye of the storm or that relative moment of peace and quiet and tranquility, we need to prepare ourselves because there sometimes are inevitable challenges up ahead. And how we respond to previous challenges in life and build ourselves up is what's going to dictate how we move forward and perhaps conquer the difficulty moments that we face in the future. My name is Juan Sepulveda. I'm the founder of the Gentleman's Brotherhood. And for almost a decade, I've been dedicating my life to helping men especially, but people of all sorts, how to live a life that is based in strength, how a man can grow up to be a gentleman, how a, a young boy can grow up to be a, a strong, member of society and in my period of, of exploration of how how that translates into a philosophy of life I've come up with a formula that has helped me endure moments of chaos and moments of difficulty and ideally will help you become a more resilient more strong forceful individual in the future now even though this formula continues to evolve as years go by I continue to refine its definition its base is in my opinion solid and it can be useful for you whenever you face a chaotic moment or a storm in your personal life now i've divided this particular formula into five distinct moments or five distinct actions and i'll list them uh, accordingly so that you can remember them and i've tied them to a very easy to remember acronym uh, that ideally will help you recall it in a moment of difficulty. It starts with survey, transform, aim, reach, and transcend. Together they spell the word start. So if you're in the middle of a situation that is difficult or if you, you've just endured a very challenging, chaotic moment in your life, all you have to do is start. Now let's go one by one. Uh, exploring what each one of these represents and how does it look in real life. Ideally, as I speak to you, you can think of the various ways in which 
you can derive benefit from it. I'll start with the survey option. The survey or the surveil uh, portion of this philosophy puts you in a position of observation. Here you need to have your mind open, your eyes uh, attuned to the different changes in your life. Here in the survey, uh, let's, let's say for example, if you went through some difficult moments in your life, okay, and, and that took a toll on you, now you feel battered, destroyed, pretty much like uh, the background that I have here. I came here specifically because this place, even though it's, it's lush and, and, and beautiful, anytime I come here to walk, to meditate, to spend a time by myself, I can see moments in which trees like this one have been toppled down and they make me aware of the difficulties of life and how resilient nature is. And so are you. So a survey is that moment either before the storm in which you take account of your areas of vulnerability. Is there an area that would put you in a vulnerable position in the face of a storm? Let's take finances for example. In a relative moment of prosperity, let's say you have a good job and you have enough savings, in a situation like this, it might be uh, an opportune moment to do that surveil and figure out if there were to come an unexpected moment of chaos, an unexpected moment of difficulty, do I have enough in storage? Do I have enough savings uh, set aside as a cushion in case something bad happens. Now, some of us had the fortune of having parents who were very, uh, they were good stewards of their money. And some of us had other parents who, who perhaps weren't. I personally came from a household where we had periods of relative prosperity and then we would have situations where we, where we were not necessarily in a, in necessity or we were we never lacked food or shelter or anything like that but we had to hold back and not take as many uh, family vacations we would have to really clip coupons and make sure that we were you know pinching every penny just to make sure that we had a that we had the solvency to get through the rough patches my father was an entrepreneur and those of you who are entrepreneurs can identify with the ups and downs of, of running your own business. So I picked up some of those lessons from my mother. My mother was very responsible. She was, uh, she was very methodical about scheduling uh, a percentage of, of, of the income that came to the house and sending that to savings. And there were times where we weren't as disciplined in doing that. And, and we, it took a toll on our finances and we had to restrict our, our, our spending. So the survey moment uh, in regards to finance looks like that. If you want to build resilience when it comes to uh, your health, for example, making sure that you, you are in, in good physical shape, that you devote a portion of your day, uh, a significant amount of time um, and you know, experts say, you know, 30 minutes to 60 minutes per, per day, at least four to five times a, a week. And of course, the, the prescription varies by, uh, by professionals, but it is a good, a good way to start. Having physical activity can provide some benefits that are irreplaceable. Diet alone will not 
give you what you need to be a resilient individual. Diet is a great contributor, but diet alone is not going to help. The nutrition um, is one portion, your physical activity is another. And being mindful, creating that survey of where you are in respect to your physical fitness is going to help you make adjustments and make decisions that will make you a more resilient individual in the event that you become sick, in the event that you uh, fall ill, in the event that you are, are in an accident. Your recovery would be that much more vigorous, that much more um, um, fast if, if you are in good physical condition by having a good balance of your diet and your exercise. And one last example, if we were talking about your relationships, if you want to make sure that your relationship is resilient, in that moment in which you feel that you are in a relative moment of calm where everything is going well, make sure to solidify the relationships so in the event that there is financial um, difficulties that can strain the relationships. And it's no mystery that uh, when families go through phys uh, financial burdens, uh, it, it can take a toll in a relationship. So if you, you can see like all these examples that I'm giving you, it's almost like an ecosystem. There are many facets of your life in which you can try to build resilience in, in preparation for moments of challenge in the future. The survey component of this uh, strategy also requires you to pay close attention after the storm. If you were to have gone through a particular moment of difficulty in your life or challenge, a way in which you're able to prepare yourself to become more resilient is by surveying the damage that was done by that situation. And I'll try to go back to those same examples that I used earlier. The first one being the financial. If you went through a difficult financial period, after that passes, is that the calm after the storm, it is important to pay attention not just to how it felt, but if there are lessons there that can help you better prepare for the future. So if, if the difficulty came about because of frivolous spending, then recognizing that is the first step. Measuring what was that triggered that situation is the first step in, in surveying your, your surroundings. Um, if it were that you didn't have enough capital stowed away for, for a rainy day, then in that case, understanding that that's where the problem uh, originated, it's going to give you a leg up in future preparation. If you were talking about uh, a difficulty in a relationship, in, in a friendship, perhaps recognizing that maybe communication was not as effective as it should have been, then that moment of surveil after that, that chaotic moment will help you recognize what's the origin that brought about the difficulty in the relationship. Now, the second word in the philosophy is transform. And I like how Dr. Wayne Dyer says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So it, a change in perspective, a transformation in perspective will help you become more resilient. The surveil component was 
that initial assessment of what were the difficulties that brought about chaos or brought about a storm in your life. This uh, transformation is the next step in which you now start making adjustments. You start making changes in order for you to act on what you learn in the survey uh, step. So how does that look for the financial, uh, financial example that we mentioned? Um, if you recognize that not enough savings was the financial uh, culprit for your difficulty, then the transformation will be to start making changes in how you look at savings. If it was too much spending, trying to transform the way you think of um, spending. If we're talking about relationships, trying to recognize that a transformation is necessary in improving your communication, improving the balance of fairness when it comes to exchanging uh, favors or um, being considerate of the other individual. A transformation is, is in order. One difficult thing that comes about with the transformation period is recognizing that a transformation in perspective is important. And I'll give you an example. It is not uncommon for an individual to feel pity, to feel sorry for himself after going through a difficult moment. You may wonder, like, why did this happen to me? Like, what did I ever do to deserve this? Or, like, where did I go wrong? Like, where did we miss? And it's not unusual for one to have that kind of mentality. But I'll argue, and I'll, uh, I'll posit that, it is not a helpful uh, it's not a helpful way of thinking a, right at the end of a, of a difficult situation. Instead, I would recommend to change your, your sights. Instead of looking backwards at what just happened to you, try to set your, sight, your sights forward. What is it that I can do now? What is the next step? I promise you one thing that's been incredibly helpful to me in being a resilient individual is whenever there's a difficulty, whenever there's some lack of communication with an individual, whenever I face a problem or or a challenge when it comes to finance, spirituality, my physical body, any aspects of my life, instead of setting my gaze to the past for too long, I just do it enough to recognize what brought the situation about, and if I have any control over it. Now, the most helpful component for me has been to set my sights forward. What is it that I can do going forward in order for me to be stronger physically, for me to be more resilient in, from a health point of view? How can I rebound from um, a negative encounter with another individual? How can I mend a relationship? So. Ask yourself that question. Whenever you go through something difficult, instead of going to the past and constantly trying to say, well, no, you said this or you did this to me. Instead, actually saying, what can we do now? Like, what is our next step? I guarantee you that is a very, very powerful agent for transformation and for growth in your particular life. Transformation also brings about a moment of exercise for that virtue of fortitude. We may be tempted to put our heads down for us to completely retire from 
uh, from something, turn our backs on a relationship or throw a caution to the wind and say, you know what, forget it. Like it's not worth the fight. It is important that this period of transformation is one in which you're focusing on fortitude. How do you build that, that strength, that core strength inside of you? So keeping in mind that fortitude uh, mentality, how, how can I be strong in the face of this chaos? How can I be, how can I change this outcome? How can I become better as a result of it? How do I transform myself? as a result of this storm. So now that we have surveyed our situation and we have transformed our way of thinking about the chaos and the storm, now we go to the next step. Number three is aim. Transforming our mentality about difficulties uh, is challenging, but here is where we build that peace of mind that objectivity. Here's where we remove some of our passions and we're able to then make logical decisions about our future. So during the aim portion of the recovery process or, or the, the start philosophy, what we try to do is aim at where we want to be. Now we try to find, okay, what is the individual that I want to become as a result of this? Who do I want to be as a result of going through this challenge and this difficulty? Now, my recommendation, of course, is never to aim to be back to one level. Always try to see if this is an opportunity for you to set your aim higher, for you to establish a loftier goal, for you to establish a higher plane of success in any aspect of your life. On the, on the side of relationships, for example, if you were to go through a difficult uh, time with your significant other, after you've transformed the way that you look at life or maybe the way in which you look at your relationships, perhaps it's a good idea for you to set aims as to where you want to see both of you in the future. How does it look? Instead of going back to what some would call normal, why not take this opportunity and set your aim higher and instead of going to normal going to better than normal you see in life there's always room for improvement when i talk to you about this of course i'm not coming from a from an uh, from a place of perfection i'm talking to you about the same difficulties that i deal with i'm sharing with you something that i found work because it gives me an object, objective way of looking at a problem. It gives me an actionable plan and a way for me to move forward in an effective way, in a measured way. 
So when setting your aims at your recovery process or that portion of your resilience movement in which you try to figure out where you want to be, it's a great idea for instead of trying to go back to a, a, a regular or normal state, now you set your aims higher and you try to become better than you were before. Health being another one of those uh, examples that we talked about earlier, this is your opportunity to set specific goals to aim towards. Is there a certain weight that you want to achieve? Is there uh, any kind of endurance strength that, you know, record that you're trying to to achieve is there an amount of weight that you want to uh, deadlift is there a any kind of adjustment when it comes to your to your nutrition like are you trying to now have a specific number of proteins or uh, reduce the number of calories in your life so setting those setting your aims higher uh, is a good opportunity for you to then accelerate your process of resilience and your 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 momentum of growth can be further accelerated. So we've gone through survey, transform, aim, and now our fourth step in in this process is going to be reach. It might be obvious to you now that we've talked about aiming, that reaching perhaps is reference to reaching those goals that you aimed so strongly in the previous step. And yes, that is part of the process. But here reach uh, refers to having that presence of mind to establish what are the steps that are going to help you reach that new goal. So in the reach phase, we are looking at what we aimed for and we are trying to figure out how does that look in real life? How can we actually make the steps necessary in order to get to that new height, to get to that new level of of being? Going back to our examples, a financial example. If you set your aims at saving 20% off of your uh, weekly or biweekly check, and if you're going from saving nothing, it might be a little bit too too shocking for you to move straight into saving 20%. It might be unattainable. It might be difficult for you to actually do it in a way that's not going to harm other aspects of your life. So the reach um, portion of this method is going to help you have a logical progression in order to reach that goal that you set in the previous step. So for savings, for example, it may be more attainable for you to save only 5% of your check for the next three checks. And then the next three checks after that, you're gonna do 7%. And then the three checks after that, you're gonna do 10%. Always recalibrating, going back and forth, trying to figure out what works for you. Are you reaching that particular goal? And you can see your progression. You measure as you go. So the reach component includes that aspect of measuring and and establishing the steps necessary in order for you to get to where you need to be. In terms of your health and your physical fitness, it may not make any sense for you to go from a sedentary lifestyle of just sitting and watching TV to now going and trying to run a 5K right off the bat. That might be unhealthy. It might be 
unattainable. It might be unachievable. A better approach in this reach phase of the start process would be for you to then establish smaller goals. In the reach process, one of the most important things is that this is the moment in the progress in which you create new habits, in which you create new realities for your life. Perhaps your menu or your life, uh, your food choices change for the better. The amount of exercise that you get now becomes part of your lifestyle. And it doesn't mean that you have to become a health fanatic that all you do now is talk about fitness and all you do is talk about nutrition. That doesn't have to be the method. All you need is to make progress and move towards your goal of being at a better place physically uh, and health-wise than, than you were before the storm. So establishing new habits will help you reach those goals that you set for yourself in the aim phase. Finally, when it comes to relationships, for example, um, establishing concrete plans for how much time you're going to spend with your significant other. When was the last time you guys went out for a date? Without the kids, without anybody else, just the two of you. Go to a movie, go, to bo go play bowling, or go uh, to a nice dinner, or just for a stroll in, in nature. When was the last time? Are you doing it regularly? If the answer is yes, I congratulate you, and I am proud that you're doing that. Um, if not, I encourage you to start looking at what are some steps that you can take into making that part of your monthly routine. Maybe you have one monthly date where the kids go to the grandparents or go to the babysitter, and then you're able to dedicate quality time with one another, where you can look at each other's eyes and, 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 and revisit that feeling that you had when you first started dating. I guarantee you that's going to take you to a place, not, not to your old self. After the storm, now you'll be at a better place. But you have to put the work and you have to be methodical in the way in which you reach that new goal. The other component of the reach step in our start method is reach out for someone. You are not alone. Think of all the thousands of people that will watch this video, that will spend time thinking about this method. You can find partners among that community of people that are coming together to watch this video. You can find that humankind was not created to live in isolation. As, as people, we need one another. Now, this doesn't mean that you're not strong. I find myself to believe that I'm a very strong individual but I have to recognize that I need other people in my life that I need to be able to involve other people in my life in my progress in my efforts to become a better man and I think the same applies to you maybe you're used to doing things all by yourself perhaps you're not good at delegating perhaps you're not good at uh, working with a team but I find that this is a very important part of being resilient, creating a network around you of people that are going to support you in this new endeavor, creating a network of, of, uh, of people that are going to act as the new pillars of your structure. If your foundation is solid, it doesn't matter 
how solid that foundation is if that which sustains the roof and all the layers above it are weak or do not complement the strength of that foundation. So here's where you become, uh, you have to be picky. You have to be very selective about the people that you allow to be a part of your life. But reaching out and getting people into your inner circle, getting people involved in your life and your progress in that life is crucial. I haven't been good at delegating for many, many years. I've recognized that it is important for me to rely on other people, for me to be a part of a community and be able to come together with other people that are going to make me even stronger than I am just by myself. Strength is in the collective. The strength that we have grows exponentially when we're able to reach out to someone else to join in our dream to join in our vision and actually help us move forward and become better individuals. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Is it easy? Of course it isn't. This whole method is about becoming strong and becoming a resilient individual, becoming someone who grows. Now, growth doesn't come without challenges. It doesn't come without intentional effort. So it will take some work on your part to become a better communicator, become a better delegator, become a fair leader, to become a, a, a candid and yet um, kind leader, someone who can be assertive about what he wants and yet be kind enough to make the other people want to be a part of that. So the reach uh, component of the START method is crucial that you see it not just as your way of reaching your goal but also reaching out and connecting with someone who will help you grow up and become stronger as a person. And now the fourth and final step in the START method, and it is to transcend. The word itself tells you transcendence is when you move from one plane to the other, when you grow from one state of being to another. Going through a difficult challenge, weathering the storm, getting battered by the storm is just an opportunity for you to get back on your feet, grow stronger, and move beyond where you were. For you to grow in a way that is many times better than where you were before the storm came. The transcendent state, that transcendence step in our start method, it's not just transformation, but it also comes with a commitment to not be defined by that which happened to you in the past. You are not now the person who once declared bankruptcy. You're not now that divorcee that couldn't sustain a relationship. You are not that person who was battered by sickness or brought upon himself uh, morbid obesity. That's not what defines you. After you go through this whole process, you transcend, you become an even stronger individual. You grow to a level never before seen by you and never before seen by others. Here's an opportunity for you to make a transformation, not just for you, but for the people who surround you. Imagine how powerful it would be if everyone who knows you, everyone who knows your history, everybody who, who grew up with you, they can see in you 
a living example of what transcendence really means. Imagine, instead of them just listening to your words, instead of them listening to whatever you have to say about your life, here they get a living example by which to model their own efforts of resilience. Think of how powerful that can be. And here, you will be the catalyst that makes that happen. You will be the individual that can bring that about. So being resilient as an individual, going through the start process, is not just an effort to make you better. It's an effort for you to move beyond a level of selfishness and become now of influence to all the people that are dependent on you. All the people that are quietly watching to see how you react. Even the people that don't like you. Even the people that perhaps have a, um, some animosity against you. They cannot help but to notice that in the midst of chaos, after the storm, you have come out the other end stronger, more resilient, more determined. Imagine the power that comes with that. You could be responsible for changing another life solely based on the impetus that you put behind becoming a bigger, stronger person yourself. I hope that you found this method useful. So the next time you come across a very difficult moment in life, whenever you see that the clouds are becoming darker, that things are about to become difficult, if you have put this method to practice within the relative moment of calm in your life, you have prepared yourself to, at the end of encountering the challenges that are coming, coming out the other end stronger, more resilient, more impactful to the people around you. So when you see storm coming, don't panic, just start. If you enjoyed this presentation, I invite you to check out more of my work at thegentlemansbrotherhood.com. There I focus on helping men reach level of excellence, for men to become better as they are introspective and they try to find better ways in which to grow and become better fathers, better husbands, better leaders, better members of society as a whole. So if that sounds like something that you'll be interested in, I invite you to check it out. Hey, before you switch to the next podcast, let me ask you a question. Did you find this episode enjoyable? Did you find any part of it edifying or informative? If so, please consider supporting our show by choosing one of these options, mainly by sharing it with other men through social media or through your own blog, by leaving a brief rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, or simply by making a purchase in our store at thegentlemansbrotherhood.com. Regardless of the way in which you choose to support the show, thank you. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.